Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front-row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, Newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at Newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. There were two more murders 15 miles well, away. Arrived, the found the telephone we have and a electricity line here described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Sometimes we meet people by chance that will end up changing our lives. We always hope it's for the best, but sometimes we aren't so lucky. Lori Baker met Ron Schamberger when the two were freshmen at Texas A&M University. The two went on a date, but it didn't pan out. These things happen. But years later, on September 30th, 1994, Lori would come into contact with Ron one more time. But this time, it would end much more tragically. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Ron Scott Schamberger felt lost. In August of 1994, he made a call to his mother to tell her, I'm fixing to lose it. She assured him to hang in there and that things would start to work out. What she couldn't have known is that, starting in August, Ron had been making break-in attempts at a former acquaintance's home, Lori Baker. The first attempt was a failure. He arrived at her home and, losing his nerve, decided to burglarize one of her neighbors, Sandra King, instead. He stole cash and a credit card, to which he began making several purchases. He tried again to enter Baker's home, but again changed his target to another one of her neighbors. He stole cards and cash and, again, began making purchases on the card. It seemed, at this point, that he was simply a petty thief. Finally, on September 26th or 27th, Ron finally made it into the home of his intended target, Lori Baker. While inside, just like the other homes, he stole cash and credit cards. 
but this time he stole a pair of the 20-year-old's underwear. With her credit card, he purchased a gas can and some gasoline. The 22-year-old took his purchases, as well as some duct tape and a gun, back to Lori's home and came through the window in the spare room. Lori woke at some point during his intrusion and obviously recognized the man who she once went dancing with when she was a freshman. He bound her hands with the tape, but before he could continue with whatever his plans were, Lori's roommate, Victoria Kohler, came home. She heard noises coming from Lori's room, but before she could check on her friend, Ron pressed the pistol against Lori's head and shot her. Upon hearing the sound of the shot, Victoria went to the back of the house to investigate. She was met by Ron Schamberger, who quickly grabbed her hair, threw her onto the floor, and sat on her back and pressed the gun against her back. Ron began asking her a series of questions. Her name, major, if she had a class the next day where roll would be called. Victoria answered every question through struggled breaths. Then he began to massage her shoulders and make attempts to calm her. He asked if she was a virgin and told her that he never had sex with a woman. He then asked if she had seen his face, and Victoria replied with a false description of the man. Clearly accepting her lie, Ron covered Victoria with a blanket and forced her to crawl into the bathroom, where he taped her hands behind her back. Time passed before he came back for her and led her into the trunk of the car. Ten minutes later, he got into the car and told her he was going to take her somewhere. During the drive, he confirmed that Lori was dead and told her he planned to burn the house to destroy evidence and asked if there was anything she would like to save from the fire. She told the man that she would like her scrapbooks and photos to be saved. Eventually, he stopped the car and unlocked the trunk. He told her to wait until she heard sirens or couldn't stand it any longer before getting out. Victoria stayed in the trunk until she was sure he was gone before getting out and driving to a nearby house to call 911. After leaving Victoria, Ron went back to Lori's house, found Victoria's scrapbooks, and retrieved the gasoline he brought. Before he set fire to the house, he decided to try and find the bullet in Lori's head so it could not be traced back to him. Once he found it, he poured gasoline on her body and in her room and lit the fire. After the home was ablaze, he realized he left his keys in the home and tried unsuccessfully to find them. He walked to the backyard where Lori's brother, who lived next door, had come outside to see what was going on. He began calling for Lori, to which Ron replied, she's dead, before walking to a store, buying a drink, and calling his personal friend and minister, Steve Biles. The pair drove around while Ron confessed to everything that transpired that day. They drove to retrieve his Bible and then to the police station. Ron Schamberger had no prior criminal history and had ambitions of becoming a minister. According to Ron, he found a credit card that someone had left where he worked, and it started the chain of events that ended in what he claimed was a robbery gone wrong. Lori Baker's family, however, believed that a robbery was not the motive, but anger over Lori's rejection. Ron Schamberger was convicted of capital murder on October 19, 1995, and sentenced to death by lethal injection. He was executed at age 30. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on October 1st. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.
Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.